0: out,
1: Welcome, in, never welcome never clock out. to the Path of Revelation show. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. I'm so excited. Have an amazing show ahead for you guys. The featured song for this episode is going to be our song, In My Ears, featuring J. Will Music. It's from our latest album, Everything Changes. Also, we have a new project. That will be dropping the end of May beginning of June I'm so excited how the music is turning out we have a lot of great content coming on the way out of Path of Revelation ministry also later I'm gonna be sharing a snippet from the show the real I saw it 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 popped up on my Facebook timeline earlier this week and I thought it would be perfect for the show where the ladies on the real in the snippet I'm going to play later, they're they're talking about their experience in church and what it means to be moved by the spirit to them. And so I want to use this snippet from their interview to talk about the the world's definition of the spirit and what the Bible actually says about the Holy Spirit and who the Holy Spirit is. And so, what does it mean to be moved by the Holy Spirit? What is a what is a move of the Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? We're going to get into that later. But listen, so earlier this week, I had a really dope conversation with my brother, Douglas Rogers, a.k.a. Reby Versus. We always have dope conversations, but this particular conversation, Doug was dropping a lot of dope nuggets and wisdom about self-love and what the Bible says about self-love. And I really walked away from that conversation encouraged and convicted and inspired. And one of the things I realized is that the self-love, I used to call it the self-love movement, but I don't think it's a movement. I think it's a mindset. When, when I hear the word movement, I think of something that is a trend is, is here for a while. And then it's going to be gone, you know, But when I think of self-love, I feel like it's a mindset that the world uh, pushes and has always pushed from the beginning. And so I believe that this particular topic and I know I say, hey, this time I'm always saying, hey, this is this topic is so important. But I honestly believe that out of all of the things that I've talked about as important as the topics that I tackle, I believe this may be the most important or one of the most important things that I've talked about on my show to this date. And the reason why I believe the self-love mindset and topic that I'm about to hop into is the most important, probably one of the most important things that I've addressed on this show is because... How many things fit under the umbrella of self-love or the issues that we see happening in our world as it relates to this topic? And so when I look in culture, the culture, we're in a culture that tells us to love ourselves and that self-love is the key. The world tells us that self-love is the answer to what's wrong in the world. It's the answer to depression, murder, hatred, suicide. Just love yourself, that's the answer. And when we love ourselves, we can effectively love others. And this is, this is what our culture in the world tells us. And all of this sounds good. And and many churches and preachers have even adopted this message, and have began to proclaim it over their pulpits and tweets and Instagram stories and you know you hear love yourself and it is. I feel like especially in this social media era, you see it all the time now. But one of the things that I've I've realized is the Bible. Doesn't The Bible doesn't let us know that the world is messed up because we don't love ourselves enough. I'm going to say that again. The Bible does not let us know that the world is messed up because we do not love ourselves enough. The Bible lets us know that the world is messed up because we love ourselves too much. And so while the world is telling us that the world... Is jacked up and we see all of these horrible things happening because we we don't know how to love ourselves and, and and as a result of us not knowing how to love ourselves we don't know how to love others the Bible actually says the opposite is it, it, it lets us know that everything that is wrong in the world is a result of men loving themselves too much when I look at James chapter 4 Verse one through three, it says, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this that your passions are at war within you? Verse two, you desire and do not have. So you murder, you covet And cannot obtain so you fight and quarrel you do not have because you do not ask you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly or you ask with the wrong spirit to spend it on your passions listen lust only cares for self see the problem isn't that we don't love ourselves enough The problem is that we love ourselves too much. So when we when I look at conflict, war, chaos, all of these things are a result of man's lust. And the first requirement to lust is to love yourself. It is to put yourself before God and others. It is to choose your way above God. It is to choose your way above God's way. So when I look, when I look through history. And see all of the horrible events that has have taken place in history. It was because a man. Loved himself more than God and others. When we look at Adam, the fall did not happen because Adam didn't love himself enough. The fall happened because Adam loved himself more than God. He says, if you, if the, he knows if you eat of this fruit, you shall be as God's. And so Adam ate of the fruit, he chose his way over God's. When we look at Hitler and him killing Jews and, it wasn't because he didn't love himself. It was because he loved. It wasn't because he did not love himself. It was because he loved himself more than God and others. When we look at like a person like Donald Trump, <laughs> and I don't want to get too far. I don't want to get into politics or anything, but when we see narcissistic mindsets and mentalities and a lack of care for others, and and I could say that about Obama and different politicians and different people throughout history, it's because we love ourselves more than others and more than God. And so I'm reminded of Second Timothy chapter one, Second uh, Timothy chapter three, excuse me, verse one through seven. And this, this is so important. It says, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self lovers of money proud arrogant abusive disobedient to their parents ungrateful unholy verse 3 heartless unpeaceable slanderous without self-control brutal not loving good treacherous reckless swollen with conceit lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having the appearance of godliness but denying its power it's funny it denies the power of God but it doesn't deny self I'm gonna hit on that later avoid such people is what it says verse 6 for among them Are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions? Verse seven, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. So it says, Lovers, it starts off by saying, Lovers. Of self and so the problem is we love ourselves more than God and so I would submit something to you today I would submit something to you today and hear me good the self-love mindset is destroying our culture I know we hear the most famous And this is why we got to stop listening to people just because they're celebrities and famous. You'll hear people like Steve Harvey and all of these popular people and the Breakfast Club and you got to love yourself. The self-love mindset is destroying our culture because it is anti-God and it is anti-Christ. The Bible does not encourage us to love ourselves. It encourages us to love God with all of our heart, mind and soul. And to love our neighbor as ourselves and the reason why is and 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 a lot of times when we read uh this scripture which i'm quoting matthew chapter 22 verse 37 through 40 i'll just read it and it says and and this is jesus talking and he said to him you shall love the lord your god with all your heart And with all your soul and with all your mind this is the great and first commandment and a and a second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself a lot of people read that and say well that's Jesus told us to love ourselves no read it again it says you shall love your neighbor as yourself the reason why he says you shall love your neighbor as yourself is because our problem isn't loving ourselves Our default position as humans is to put ourselves before others. Our default position as humans is to put ourselves before God and other people. And so Jesus flips it and says, number one, most importantly, love God more than anything with all your heart, your mind and soul. And the second one isn't love yourself, but love others as yourself. And so I love how. Jesus lays it out plainly. And so the self-love mindset, I believe, is destroying our culture. And I believe it's supported by Scripture, all the Scriptures that I'm giving you. It encourages us to love ourselves. And the best way to go about loving ourselves is to find our truth. And the problem I have with If truth can be defined by you and and me, what if our truths are different from one another? Then if our truths are different from one another, what makes it truth? See, truth can't be multiple things when it comes to one thing. See, if if you could define truth and I can define truth, that makes Jesus a liar when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to God but by me. And so truth, here's the problem with that. When when we encourage people to love themselves and find their truth, what if my truth says it's okay to rape? What if my truth says it's okay to steal and rob? Because those things make me happy. What if my truth tells me to kidnap and do all of these horrible things? I'm telling you, the world is messed up because people are abiding by their truth. The world is messed up because people love themselves. And what I'm finding is the more self-indulged that we become, the more we self-destruct. Because we weren't created to glorify ourselves. We were created to glorify God. We were created to love God. And in that love for God, we love others and put others before ourselves. And as a result, we don't struggle with our self-worth because we know that we are loved by God and that and that we love him. See, the problem and hear me good. The problem is we are loving ourselves to death. And it's not a coincidence that as we're in a climate where the self-love mindset and ideology is being pushed like never before, that our culture is at an all-time high in depression. Our culture is at at an all-time high in suicide. You would think that the more that self love is being pushed those things will go down because that's what everybody's saying the answer but the more we strive to love ourselves and exalt ourselves and come and, and and discover knowledge of self the more miserable we become because we were not created to glorify self. A lot of times we think that we're not happy because we're not doing a good job of loving ourselves. And that's what the world tells us when actually we're not happy because we're doing a great job of loving ourselves. When you know how much God loves you and what he did on the cross and rest in that and rest in that. Peace will be a resident in your heart. I'm reminded of Philippians chapter two. You want to know the key to happiness? I'm about to give you a key to happiness. Philippians chapter two, verse one through three says, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Holy Spirit, any affection and sympathy, Verse two, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. So it's speaking of unity in Christ, see, see the Christ is the key. Verse three. Here's another key. Do nothing from selfish ambition. Or conceit but in humility count others more significant than yourselves slap your neighbor and say that's a major key <laughs> that's a major key see I know we're we're used to sermons that tell us to be great and to love ourselves and discover ourselves and and to succeed in front of your haters we hear these we're hearing these messages from preachers. But the Bible says, "Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, and uh-oh, count others more significant than yourselves." And so, you mean to tell me I'm supposed to put others before myself? Isn't that what Jesus did for us? What I love about Christ is he led by example. He died for his enemies. Love your enemies. He, he's not telling us to do something that he didn't do himself. And so we, we have to learn what the Bible says and, and stop just running and listening to things that sound good but leave us worse than what we were before. Man, the, we have to desire truth on the inward parts. Hallelujah! On the inward parts. Listen, Jesus said this in Luke 9, 23 through 25. He said, and this destroys the whole self-love mindset and movement. Listen, these are major keys. If you want to walk in victory, if you want to walk in joy, if you want to walk in peace, it starts with Jesus and obeying the word. Luke 9, 23 says, and this is Jesus talking. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. No, he didn't say let him love himself. He says, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Your worst enemy isn't the devil. I'm going to say that again. Your worst enemy isn't the devil. It's you. He says, if any man will come after me, let him deny the devil. No, he says, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Verse 24, for whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Verse 25, for what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself or forfeits his soul? See, the problem with many of us is we're trying to save our lives without having a willingness to first lose it. This is why the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And old things are passed away or your old life is passed away. We have to find our identity in Jesus. This is the key. This is this is the solution to what's wrong with the world people are looking for identity in everything and trying to fulfill self and trying to look for identity in everything but Christ who who created them Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 says for we were made by him and for him we were created to glorify Jesus we weren't created to glorify ourselves And so if you're going to save your life, you must first lose it. You must put off Adam and put on Jesus. And so the answer isn't self-love or worldly love, but the answer is agape love. It is the love of God. First John chapter four, verse 16 through 19 it says, So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected. Uh oh. By this is love. So you can't perfect love outside of God. It it has it has to start with God in his way. It says verse in verse 17 It says by this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. Verse 18, there is no fear. In love but perfect love not just any type of love but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love we love because he first loved us many of us are bound by fear are bound by depression because we are looking for love outside of Christ And it is like us beating our head against a rock. Because we are searching for something that only he can give. And so self-love is not the answer. The love of God is the answer. The love of Jesus. A love that will go on the cross and die In our place he that knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God Jesus paid our debt and we will always be miserable and self-destruct when we beat against the one who created us and so my brothers and my sisters the love of God is the answer don't let this world deceive you because all of these celebrities and, pre- you know, celebrity preachers who are telling you to love yourself, they're doing this because it is the way of the world. It, 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 it sounds good. It appeals to our flesh and it makes money. It it, it it gets them fame. Listen, I know what I'm saying is not the mainstream message. I know what I'm saying is not the popular message. But I don't care. I want to see you set free. I want to see you free in your mind. I want to see you have a peace, that passive understanding, a peace that doesn't make sense. And I know that that peace can only be found. Christ, it's like music in my ears. Uh, Please don't tell me what to do. Just tell me what I wanna hear. I'm trying to live my life. We only live once, so I will not. Who cares? I play both sides of the fence. Sunday a Christian, the other days are relevant. I know God is real but everybody falls short Forget accountability, tell us all they're looking for Testify, sing and shout, stand behind the pulpit. Don't care about a standard when nobody's really living it Or at least in my circle, find to be a counterfeit Strive for success and money, sin won't come out of it Often make the mistake, denying truth for our feelings When we're called to be the church but think it's just a building We chasing profits, seeking profit, consumed by lusts and greet to feed our flesh while Bible is collecting dust Leave me alone, I'm doing fine Just playing church, praising worship choir Amen, my mass works Quote Jesus and they like I wonder when will you stop Only God can judge me I'm like the quoting Tupac Tell me what I wanna hear Tell me what I wanna hear My ears itching Tell me what I wanna hear Talk to me my ears itching, is itching.
2: They ain't trying to hit me though. My name is J. Will Music. Let me talk a little louder. Pat the revelation, let's go. You started off as a Christian rapper. Now you a different rapper. Now you be dissing rappers that's Christian, that's itchy rap. Jesus gave me this gift and I give it back December 25th every time I flood. It's Christmas rap. So if you try to tell me that this is whack, I go back, spit it in the bag since you went to trash. Money, fame, cars, pros, heard it all before. How are you so woke if that's all you know? Swear that you getting knowledge. I know you went to college, class of 2017, Google University. Click a wiki link, brush up on philosophy. Little bit of false teaching mixed with hypocrisy. They would be proud of me if Biggie and Pac could see. That's what you' tryna hear, another hip hop emcee that places his idols above the God of the Bible. The way I'm tearing down Asher Pose, call me Josiah. Don't put that. Tell uh, me what I wanna Tell me what I wanna hear. Yeah. My ears, it you, ears hey, it's itching, itchy Tell name. me what I wanna hear. It's talk to. like you know, people my only wanna it hear it what they you, wanna you. hear. You try to tell them something they need to hear. It's like they mad at you, but I'm only telling you what you need to hear because you need to hear it. It ain't always what it sound like.
1: Who is the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit an it? Is it a person? Is the Holy Spirit a vibe? Is the Holy Spirit our inner self? Is the Holy Spirit an energy? Is the Holy Spirit within all of us? I'm asking these questions because I recently watched a clip from the show The Real, where they started out talking about Kanye West Sunday service series which is basically where Kanye West has like a church service style jam session on Sunday mornings where it feels just like black church when you watch the clips and he remixes secular and gospel songs with a full gospel choir and a full band I mean a full band with bongos, drums, saxophones horns, drum machine you know any type of mi- instrument you can think of is probably at the Sunday services that Kanye d- is is doing. But the ladies on The Real begin to use this as an opportunity to share their experience in church and how the spirit moves them. So here's the clip from The Real, and I do not own the rights to this clip.
3: While we can all agree that this past week has been a little crazy for the Kardashians. It, why you laughing, Jesus? It <laughs> looks like the family is taking comfort in their church. The family attended Yeezy's. Sunday service over the weekend, and while the whole family was in attendance, the standout star was none other than Kimye's five-year-old daughter, North. Kim posted she is video, so cute, of, yeah. she's gorgeous, so of good. North clearly moved by the spirit, showing off some fresh moves while her dad led the service alongside a gospel choir. So ladies, whether you dance like North or sing like the choir, how does the spirit move you at church? How are you supposed to know, man? When that Holy Spirit kicks
4: in, that ghost takes yeah. over. <laughs> just oh I go, I go you just be like, I to That's what you do? Yes. <laughs> you be doing Great. that in church? When I go to church, when I have time to go to church, or when I make the time to go to church, yeah. I love worship music. Especially when it the is, words are up there best. so I can follow the bouncing ball. I get <laughs> lit, lit, man. I love it. It's so much fun. Yeah, Mama Mai too. Yeah, oh, Mama Mai we loves We took Mama church. Mai to church, and she was into, she gets, puts her hands yes, up. Yes, yes. And she, she's like singing, she doesn't know what she feels. Yes. It. And I think that that's the dopest thing about it. It's it's actually feeling it and being in the moment, being present and enjoying it. Yes. Um. And there's a difference too. Yeah. I find for me, I like I really like black churches. I you just, do. oh my she does. god, I really does. love it. Because she I feel prefers. like like when you feel if you don't know, I don't I don't know if everybody understands what I mean, but like when you feel God like like just um happy about your life and, and proud that you know him. There's something that comes into your, your body, and all of a sudden you just feel so overjoyed that you want to cry and you mm-hmm. don't want to just act confined and you don't want to be appropriate and proper. You just want to let go and let God That's and true. just
3: be free. Well, people worship yeah. differently, Jeannie, yeah. and you have to worship in your spirit and you yeah. know your your truth. Yes. Um <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm looking at. Well, I don't know. Right. know why. I'm trying to imagine what Lonnie be doing in church. What are you like in church?
3: Oh,
0: I, I can, I. Consider spirit dancing and praise dancing, what I call it, is something serious and it's part of the service. Yeah. So okay. um, I have to make sure, and, then, and like she said, there are different churches mm-hmm. um, that some people do it, some people don't no. do it, some people let it lead them in, into the way. Mm. So when it happens, it happens. It just depends on where I'm at. And if I'm yeah. really feeling it. if I don't feel it, then I let everybody else Maybe enjoy. Else but there are times in my life when I have felt it and it's just so good. But it's oh. just, it's just, it's, it's, um, what she was doing was not spirit dancing. Okay. Yeah. That was just yeah. kids dancing. But flossing. There are, Yeah, she was flossing. flossing, That's what that was. But there is a, 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 a worship, yeah. a special worship. And if you feel it the right way, it is something phenomenal. like, boom, 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 boom,
3: boom, you know, oh, what? boom, boom, what? boom, boom, like, boom, 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 like you know, it's very what do they call it? Charismatic. Charismatic. Yeah. So I, I mean, I have been slain in the spirit. Uh, where you just fall out under the <laughs> uh, I'm that girl that we like. Amen. Hallelujah. Preach. Come on now. <laughs> yes. Um, and I've got a shout dance. Like if I'm feeling it. Wait. Oh. Let's see the shout dance. Do, do we need music for this? <laughs> I, I love, I it. I I love,
4: it. I love <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so that was the clip from the show, The Real, with the ladies talking about their experience in church and what they view as the move of the Holy Spirit or being moved by the Spirit. And one of the reasons why I prayed, pray, I, I said prayed. One of the reasons why I played this clip is because many people who profess to be Christians do not have an understanding of who the Holy Spirit truly is. And so and so because they don't have an understanding or real knowledge of who the Holy Spirit is, they don't know what a real move of the Holy Spirit actually looks like and what the results of that move should be. And I think this is so important. I think a lot of times I think a lot of time and hear me good. I think a lot of times what many of us consider to be a move of the Holy Spirit is really just our emotions being worked up. I'm just being, listen, I've been in church my whole life. And so I know, I know how to go through the motions. And, And I'm not saying that to say that There aren't emotions involved when you experience the tangible presence of God or the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Like I know for me, whenever I sense or feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, there are plenty of times where I just begin to cry and weep like a baby just because of the love of God and the goodness of God and the mercy of God, the the strength of God all of these things bring me to tears because it's so humbling. And, 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 and there's a peace that passive understanding in the presence of the Lord. And, and oftentimes when I sense the presence of God, it will cause me to yell at the top of my lungs of with praise and worship. And, you know, I may leap for joy, you know, so I get it. There are emotional responses to an authentic, move of God. Amen. I get that. But what is being moved by the spirit? How do we define that? Is it defined by chills and goosebumps? When the, when the hair begins to stand up on your arms and is it defined by making you want to jump out of your seat and dance or swing from the chandeliers, I think we have to be careful not to allow these type of things or these things to be the benchmark for what defines a move of the Spirit. One thing I've learned is the Spirit can do a work in someone's heart and that person never leaps and shouts like a real work in their heart you you, they can you could put them in a library there because there's no loud shouting or but the holy spirit is really doing something in their heart so how do we really define a move of the spirit because here's the reality i can go to a concert or sporting event that has nothing to do with God and experience all of these things. I've been to concerts and I felt goosebumps because the person's singing, they hit that note and they just took me there. I've been to sporting events and they hit the game winner and then everybody goes crazy. Ah, same response. Like you can you can be listening to an extremely talented singer, a rapper, and that singer and rapper can be singing about fornication and adultery and idolatry, all of these godless things, and you can experience these emotions. Listen, we, we all have a chemical in our brain called dopamine in the medical field. The chemical dopamine is considered the pleasure chemical. It is the chemical that goes off in our brain that causes us to experience pleasure. So for us to be able to identify the move of the spirit, I believe we have to first define who the Holy Spirit is. And this is so important. It's important that we understand that the Holy Spirit is not a vibe he is not an energy he is not an it the Holy Spirit the Spirit is a person and he is God he is the third person in the triune God he is the third person in the Godhead How do we know the Holy Spirit is God? When we look at Acts chapter five, verse three through four, we see the story of Ananias and his wife, Sapphire Sapphira, and how they lied to the Holy Spirit. In verse three, Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land verse 4 while it remained unsold did it not remain your own and after it was sold was it not at your disposal why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart here's the here it is you have not lied to man but to God and we and so we see Peter Referring to the Holy Spirit as God. But here's here's my problem with our culture. We're in such an emotional culture that we will reduce God to our emotions. And the problem with our emotions is our emotions are up and down. Our emotions can respond to things that are godly and things that are ungodly and sometimes in the same manner. And so we have to make sure we don't reduce the Holy Spirit to an emotional experience. Because we can experience emotional highs, worshiping ourselves and the devil. But back to the Holy Spirit, who is the Holy Spirit? In John chapter 16, we know the Holy Spirit is God, right? But what is the purpose? What is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? In John chapter 16, Jesus says this at verse 8. I'm going to read verse 8 and then verse 13 and 14. It says, Jesus says, and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. You, ha- he, he will convict the world of his sin." And will lead them in the way of righteousness and judgment. There are people who claim to have a move. Experience a move of the spirit, but they're not even convicted by their sin. They 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 walk in church and claim to have experienced the move of of the spirit and they leave out the church the same way that they came in. They leave out with hate in their heart. They leave out cussing. They leave out sleeping around with people. They leave out living in sin. But the Bible says, and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Verse 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. And here's another important part. Verse 14, he will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Now, something that one of the twins on the reel said is, you know, you have to worship according to your truth and you be moved by the spirit. But the Bible says that the spirit will testify of Christ. It will testify that what he has said is true. And what did Jesus say? He didn't say find your truth. He said, "I am the way and I am the truth and the I am the way the truth and the life." And so, the Holy Spirit will lead you into the ways of Jesus. Listen, the Holy Spirit is God and he moves with a purpose. Like the purpose of the Holy Spirit isn't to give us goosebumps and make us shout and dance, but nothing changes about our hearts or our lifestyles. Like the Holy Spirit has a purpose. And so if I am in an anointed church or an anointed move of God, I don't want to be the person that's sitting in a service and the tangible presence of God is actually manifesting itself to the saints and nothing change about me. Or I reduce that moment to just me dancing in front of people. You know, that's the thing about it. We make, we we've made church, a a social club and almost like a, a party experience for for where we go to hear good music and dance. And when we reduce it to that, what is the difference between church and the club? Like, Oh, I want to go and hear a message that makes me feel good about myself. You know, not a message that convicts me and challenges me to worship God and submit to God's word and his ways. We have to, we have to, we have to stop approaching God with a self-centered mentality and approach God with the heart of submission. And so we, we, we have to make sure we're not making the church experience or a move of God about us. You know, oh I just feel so good. I feel so good. Well, sometimes the, 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 Ho- the Holy Spirit sometimes he he tells you about yourself. You 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 shouldn't always feel initially feel good about yourself when you're in a, a move of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit should be confront if if it is a move of the Spirit, He will He will confront your addictions. He will confront the sin in your life because sin is what separates us from God. It is what hinders the purpose of God in our life. And Christ overcame sin on the cross. And so for us to overcome sin in our lives, we have to submit to the victory that Christ, to Christ who already secured victory for us. But when we make the move of the spirit, about a good time and a good feeling, we miss the purpose of the Holy Spirit. When we look at, um, hold on, let me find my spot. When we look at John chapter 14, and this is Jesus talking, in John chapter 14, verse 16 through 17, he's talking about the Holy Spirit now. He says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever so the Holy Spirit is the helper verse 17 even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you so to answer the question at the beginning is the holy spirit in all of us the answer to that is no the holy spirit are in those who belong to christ who are born again who are saved from sin by the precious blood of jesus jesus says he will be in you in verse 26 I love this in verse 26. He he calls them. He refers to him as the helper again, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, not in your truth, not in my truth. He says the Holy, the father, God, the father will send the Holy Spirit in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Wow. How do you know you have been a have have had a real experience with the Holy Spirit or have been truly moved by the Holy Spirit? You will have a desire to repent and put your trust in Jesus, you will have a desire to worship Christ. You will have a desire to seek his ways. You will will have a desire to turn away from your ways and follow after him. That is the result of a real move of the spirit. Listen, when you are truly saved, You have the Holy Spirit and you you begin to understand that you can actually grieve the Holy Spirit because he's in you. Ephesians chapter four, uh, verse 20. I'll start at verse 27. It says, and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Putting others before yourselves talked about in the first part of the show. Verse 29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Listen, a real when you um, experience a true move of God, he changes you. He pushes you to Christ and you want the more of Christ, not just goosebumps and a good feeling, but you truly want the goodness of God to reign in your life. Listen, if you've been blessed by the path of revelation show, I want you to go to path of revelation now.com. I want you to leave a comment, email me. Uh, if you have any prayer requests, I want you to leave it there. If you have any suggestions for future segments or future shows, make sure I want to hear from you. I want to answer your questions. I want to respond to your comments. Make sure you check out path of revelation now.com. Also, Matt and I are releasing a new project by the end of May, beginning of June. So I'm excited. we got some new music coming. And listen, you've been tuned in to the Path of Revelation show. And this is where the culture meets
2: scripture.